Welcome to the Breaking Wax Podcast. Welcome back to episode number two of the Breaking Wax Podcast. I'm Don, and today we have special guest Bobby, also known as, is it Two Chens, right, on Instagram? That's Two Chens on Instagram. Nice. So I guess um, just to kind of jump into it, like who, who are you, what do you collect, and what are you into? Uh, name is Bobby, uh, Two Chens on Instagram. Um, I, I love collecting almost everything. You know, from from sports cards to comics, um, jerseys, sneakers, everything. You know, um, growing up, I I, I I always wanted things that I couldn't buy or, or you know, just couldn't afford. Um, but you know, growing up in New York City, I grew up in New York City. I um, father of two, um, and you know, this 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 hobby of card collecting that just hit during the pandemic just really got me into collecting almost everything. Um, recently with all these sportsmen and billiard stuff, comics, like I said, tickets, um, sports illustrated, you know, all the stuff that trended in the nineties and two thousands, even the eighties. And, you know, it just got me so involved that now I've become almost like a full-time hobbyist and a part-time, uh, structural engineer. That's why I right. do full-time. Structural yeah. engineer. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I guess, um, so were you like a late eighties, nineties yeah. kid? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Jordan was Jordan the goat being in New York City or was he the enemy? No, he was the goat, believe it or not. I'm a huge Knicks fan. I love Patrick Ewing, John Starks, Charles Oakley. But every single time when the Bulls come visit, I had to turn off my Knicks, you know, my my uh, my Knicks switch. Uh, I got you. And by default, I throw on my jersey, my, my Bulls jersey, Bulls have, you know, Air Jordans and all that. So, uh, yeah, I big, big MJ fan. Who's not? So that, I, you know, that's interesting. I always think it's interesting to get people's take on MJ, especially people from New York City, right? So, like, um, I'm friends with Axon Bronson. But if you ever listen to him talk about MJ, he's always kind of like, fuck MJ, because he's like a diehard Knicks fan. And, I, and to me, it's really interesting to be able to, like, cut that off because the whole world loved MJ. You know what I mean? Like, you, you already said it on earlier, but I was the same way. Like, I would get some Jordans because I played basketball, but they were like my basketball shoes. And we could not afford for me to just get every pair of Jordans when they came out. So it was like, as you got older, you know, like, I, I started collecting sneakers. Um, same with Brandon. And it's funny how we're all connected kind of through nike talk yeah. right yeah we're all um, tied in that's crazy it's a small world it really is um from one sneaker form board to collecting sneakers to like you said just collecting everything um i was the same way i just i started collecting jordans real heavy um and then you know i had the same philosophy with sneakers as i do with all my collectibles for me is it's just like what can i move to get the things that i really want right right um, if, I have, if i have to move 10 Zion base PSA 10s to get one autograph or whatever it is I'm looking for, then I, I don't have a problem doing that. Um, you know, it's just trading up. And I, and I love, we didn't talk about it too much, but last week, but I love the trade. I love trading up. Um, I do trade with a lot of people. I trade with Brandon a ton. You and I have done some trades too. Yeah. Um, but, but with Brandon, I mean like, you know what, you know what, before we can start, um, you know, I, I do appreciate you inviting me on, and man, it's a uh, it's it's a tough act to follow right after episode one. I mean, it's Bro Namath, you know, Mister Hollywood. You know, right, it's a tough right. act to follow. Right, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, and that's uh, you know, I I was just strategic in getting him on because I know a lot of people they listen to him. I see I see them quoting them in their stories and tagging him and stuff, and and it's good. Brandon's a good dude. Um, you definitely want him on your side, if you know what I mean. So, absolutely, it's not even that. The guy is well-rounded. He's knowledgeable yeah. in everything. He studies the market. He knows the trends. He knows the sports. Um, you know, he he follows everything. Um, so, you know, I mean, I, listen, I I got into cards because of him. All right? right, this is this is for you, Brandon. All right, I got into cards because of you. All right, and it all went downhill from there, though. It was, it's a, it was a hot mess, but he got me into it. And, you know, and once he opened the door for me, I'm like, wow, what else can I, how else can I apply 
this logic that he kind of showed me and taught me into other things. Right. And did you did you collect cards as a kid too, or? I did. I did. You know, um, as a kid, it was it was kind of tough though. I mean, like you know, growing up, my my parents they worked seven days a week. You know, I wasn't fortunate enough like a lot of kids who rock Jordans, Fubu, um, you know, uh, all those like rock like rock wearing all those like '90s clothes back in the day. I, I couldn't afford those. Right. But I saw kids buying cards at bodegas. You know. Um, at comic book shops, at the newsstands. Um, I've always wanted them, but I couldn't afford them. And right. I would only, only type of comics I would read as a kid was from the newspaper or right. the hand-me-downs, you know? Um, but I was always attracted to baseball cards. Uh, you know, of course, the most iconic one was the Ken Griffey because they pumped out so many of those back in the nineties. Um, but, you know, we, I, we, we all grew some sort of attraction to all these items right no I, i'm the, i was the same way i i collected cards as a kid i like to read comic books you know i always i always say i'm like uh an undercover nerd you know because i, I always liked all of this stuff as a kid right. but for right. me it was, it was like um it was always sports related so i i played a ton of sports as a kid um you know and i just i remember like like bo jackson was i i love bo jackson the versatility he played multiple sports you know it was jordan always um for me though i always liked the guys that had like the extra swag you know like dion De- oh, primetime was 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 good you know and it, it was weird because i think our age group you know it was like a shift in culture too from people that they hated that stuff i remember being a kid and like adults hated dion yeah. Just because of the swag. You know what I mean? Which to me yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and it's not just Dion. I mean, you go into like track and field, like Michael Johnson. Yep. All right. I mean, With the gold every, shoes, the gold shoes, the, the gold chain. All right. I mean, what person would rock a gold chain running, sprinting? You right. Know? And, you know, that's that's the swag is a lot of these athletes, a lot of swag that that's that's the swag that these athletes carry. That that inspires us, you know. Right. I'm like, wow, that's what we want to uh, be, or that's what we want to wear, and that's where MJ comes in. That famous uh, dunk off the foul line, you know, uh, with, with the chain around his neck and everything. I mean, you know, that that inspires us. Yep, 100. percent It's it's crazy how much culture, sports, and you know the the collectibles kind of all tie in together. Um, so I, I don't, you know, Brandon was the guest last week, so I don't want to talk too much about Bro Namath, but I will, I will share one story. Um, so how Brandon and I linked up was two years ago when I started getting back into cards again, pretty heavy. I was breaking a lot because it was cheap, right? And right. Um, RBI Crew Seven, you know, Mister One Hundred One, they go live I think three times a week, and I would jump on the Instagram and I would buy stuff to break and. I think it was prison draft picks. So Zion's in there. And okay. I think three three blaster boxes in a row. I got three silvers. Wow. And I'm and I'm looking in the comments and someone's like, Oh, that's bullshit. Like, you're so lucky. Like just kind of talking trash. I'm like, yo, who is this guy? So <laughs> uh, you know, so then I, I go to his profile and I'm like, yo, who is this dude? So I start looking. And then I see he's got NT in the profile for Nike Talk, and I'm like, all right. So then I just started messaging him, and we just kind of hit it off from there. And I I think it's kind of – it's really cool with the hobby, with Instagram, how like-minded people can kind of find each other. Right. And uh, and be friends, you know what I mean? And and you – there's definitely some weirdos out there for sure. And I I usually know – even through a direct message, whether I'm like, <laughs> whether I would like vibe with somebody and we would be friends in real life. You know what I mean? Right. No, there's, um, there's, there's plenty out there. <laughs> right. And it, it's just weird how it's like um, socially things have evolved into this. Like you message people and you know, just based off of your messages back and forth and that you could be friends with them in real life, even if you've never met them. You know what right. I mean? It's a, uh, it's very interesting. Um, and I think it's funny because like our group, like, so you're in the group, and I, I spoke about a couple of other guys in the group last week too. But like we're we're all pretty tight, and it's all through Brandon and this group text, you know. And yeah. then the, we do the Facetime calls too. But yeah, it's just I, I it's mean, just interesting. 
I mean, you know what? We'll we'll touch on that topic as well because I think it's 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 you know uh, when you get involved with a big hobby, um, it's always good to have you know good close friends, people you trust, people you know, to you know come together collectively and just like just trying to help each other out in certain ways that you know one may not understand or one may may know a lot more than the other in, in, in some ways and you know you know it's 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 a great it's a great community you know i mean there are plenty of bad apples but you know um there's you know people like you i've I, listen i've never met you a day in my life right never same thing with brandon i've never met him a day in my life okay yet we're you know we're we're, we're very close yeah very close yep yep and that you know not to so growing up as a kid for me, like my, my dad was in the military. I moved a lot, right? So family for me was always like our immediate family, which was like my brother and my parents. And then growing up as a kid, like I was kind of always guarded kind of like I didn't I didn't trust a lot of people. And if I did trust you, to me, it's like family, right? So if, if I trust you to that level, like you could come to my house at any time. Like if if you, Brandon, anybody that's in my circle was like, Yo, I need a place to crash. Can I come stay with you? It'd be like a hundred percent, no questions asked. Do what you got to do, you know. But that's just that's me, and that's how I am. But um, but yeah, it's crazy like that. Um, so I know last week with Brandon, we talked a, lo- a lot about flips, um, good investment strategies. You know, like you said, that's how his mind works, and he's always thinking about that and doing research. And I, and we all are, but um. I guess one thing we didn't talk about last week, which I know I can talk about with you is the sports illustrated. Right. So that's another thing that CGC grades and, and, and you got us into the sports illustrated too. So like, how does, how does that work with the sports illustrated? Like, what are you looking for? Um, so with sports illustrated, what's, what's wild is uh, I got into it because I, you know, I just, I think being a hobby, like, you know, with cards and comics, you know, you, you tend to get bored and you're trying to find, new things um, that will that will probably attract the market or um, if you remember with the um, Panini Prisms with basketball recently they were delayed like you know so many times they were pushed back pushed back and you know right it just got so boring you know and that's when a lot of folks I, I noticed started jumping to comics and when everyone dived into comics um, you know the market got, kind of got a little uh, got a little crazy you know, as you've seen some of the prices, uh, right? And then, you know, I started looking elsewhere. Um, I think Brandon brought it to my attention about Sports Illustrated. He was like, you know, just take a look at it. And I started looking into it. I'm like, wow. As soon as I saw some of the covers, it just brought back so much memory, so much. Um, right. Just iconic covers of Ken Griffey, Derek Jeter, Michael Jordan. Um, you know. Like all these, all these iconic moments in sports history and in their career, um, and when I saw that, I'm like, wow, you know. And that's when I looked into it about CGC. They do great magazines. Um, I think they're forty bucks, I believe. I think they upped the price a little bit, and their their grading time has extended a lot more. I think now it's like, uh, I believe, sixty days. Right. I, I forgot, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I. I think I think Sports Illustrated is uh, you know it's on the low end um, and it could be the next big thing which you know we so, like we've all talked about it it really will be so I, th- I think like um, it's kind of funny how a lot of these things correlate or related right so with comic books we talked about you know it's that first appearance and then slowly you know the first solo issues are starting to gain some traction because right. you know again like they're old it's still the first issue of whoever it is. Is it, and it's kind of the same way with Sports Illustrated, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, what you really want are the, the most desirable, uh, uh, I guess, for the for Sports Illustrated are the, the first appearance, first cover appearance. Right. Okay. Uh, Michael Jordan's first cover appearance was uh, in, with uh, UNC. Okay. Yep. Um, that, I mean, I, I, I think Sports Illustrated with Michael Jordan, I think every single one of them is attractive every iconic. single one of them so iconic so attractive um and you know um first debut with un first sports illustrated debut and then first professional debut with the bulls 
you know, um, that's his second cover, but it's also his first debut with the uh, with the Bulls. Um, but there, there are a lot of other variables too. Like there's a lot there's there's the swimsuit edition, all right. Then you have um, you have like golf series. You'll have like wildlife. Um, and I do notice the first Sports Illustrated that was dated back 1952, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an iconic cover, but to me. I don't understand the cover. I don't know who's on the cover. I mean, I, right. I know based on research, but to me, it doesn't, it doesn't correlate to me. It doesn't like connect, you know? So I think one important thing with getting into a lot of these sports memorabilia hobbies are things that kind of connects with you, you know, things right. that you right. like, but buy things you like, buy things that stands out, you know, um, things that that's nostalgic and things where, you know, like, like you and your family would, like, you know, you and your siblings would kind of talk about. Like, you remember right. we used to watch this game during dinner. We used to go to this game. You know, stuff that connects to you, I think, has a lot of value. Right. And so that, I think, um, like, for me personally, and I talked about it last week, so with the Sports Illustrated, the comic books, and even tickets for me, um, I, I always go with what I like, um, the nostalgia effect, things that, for whatever reason, have a sentimental value to me or – they're big moments that I remember as a kid. So when we first started talking about Sports Illustrated, I, I sat there and really thought about, like, what are some things that I remember as a kid that were significant? So for me, back to Jordan and the sneakers was that Sports Illustrated cover where it's a pair of Jordan 5s, yeah. yeah. you know, and the gun, and there's somebody holding a gun, and it's your that's sneakers a, or your life. That's right? a really, really cool cover you picked up, you know. Really cool, Yeah. So for me, it's like, you know, I, I think I only picked up two because they're kind of hard to come by. But, you know, if those get graded, I don't care what the grade's going to be because that's at least one of them I'm keeping for me to put in my office or, you know, in my man cave to have. So, yeah. So, so you know, I mean, I don't want to go too deep in Sports Illustrated. You know, we'll touch uh, uh, a little on it here and there. But, you know, you have the there's, there's three different labels on a Sports Illustrated. You have the newsstand, which, you know, you buy it at your local, uh, I guess you could buy it at Barnes & Nobles, you could buy it at a newsstand or your local bookstore. And then you have the subscriber one where you it's mailed to your house. Right. With your, with your name, your address, and then you have the blank labels. Okay. To me, I think the most attractive one is a newsstand. It's newsstand. Just a, it's just a clean cover. Right. Clean, clean cover. You know, um, I know I spoke with, you know, Brandon about it and he said he doesn't think so. He thinks the one nailed to your house is more valuable because think about it, you know, it's being shipped, it's being bounced around from carrier to carrier and, you know, but, you know, I, I get that, but. Yeah, I I would disagree, I would disagree with what he's saying only because then the day, whatever, whatever's going to get the highest grade, I think is going to be worth the most, but like I think what you talked about too before, like with newsstand, you know that's bouncing around just as much as the mail one is, right? Because I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but the mail ones they come in a bag sometimes too. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to remember because everything's so digital now. But like with comic books, the newsstand ones, I mean, the, I would say they're the value of those are what twenty five, forty percent more depending on the book uh, if it's a newsstand. So you, you have to be careful with those because there was a period of time in comics where. They pumped out more newsstand than direct copies. Okay. Yeah. So that's the misconception there. So people, right. when they see a barcode and it says newsstand on it, they think, wow, that's got to be 40% more than a direct edition. That's, right. not, that's not correct. You have to analyze the market and how much of that comic was pumped out in newsstand versus direct. You know, mm. but um, to me, with yes. Sports Illustrated, but back with Sports Illustrated, um, I think to me, you you're buying the cover, you know. You right. don't want Joe, you know, a Joe Joe Smith, one two three four Adam Street, uh, address label on it. You know, you want a clean, clean cover, no residues, nothing at all, just a clean cover. Right. And that's what you're buying. No, I, I agree. I agree with you there, like a hundred percent. And then, um, I guess we might as well talk about it's not it's not huge news there's not a lot of drama but I think there's um, you know with all these collectibles and things like I think you and I and 
and people that we, even though we do a lot of research, right. I would not say I'm a, a hobby enthusiast when it comes to sports illustrated with comic books, uh, you know, even with cards, right. There's a lot of things I don't know. And I, and I learn new things all the time, but um, the big thing that's, I don't even want to call it a big thing, but the thing that our group started a couple of weeks ago, and I, and I think it was you, right? Correct me if I'm wrong, was the VHS thing, right? What, what's going on with the VHS tapes? Oh, man. Uh, uh, I think VHS is picking up, picking up a lot of steam. Um, you know, um, you've seen where video games are now, um, created, created video games. I mean, Super Mario Brother were just, I mean, Mario Brothers was just sold for like $650,000. Great. Wow. Wow. I didn't, I missed that one. I didn't see that. Yeah. It was, it was like 650 grand graded. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think now people are just, just, just nostalgia, just buying things that they, they grew up watching. They grew up, they wanted things. Um, and they just want to preserve it in a case, you know, like video games. Um, I'm going back and, uh, I remember buying the karate. My dad bought me the Karate Kid for NES, right. and I was like, "Man, I that was like one of my first video games." And I'm looking at it now. It's like it sold recently, brand new, sealed, three, four grand, sealed. That's crazy. That's crazy. I I just don't understand these people that have the willpower to have that stuff sitting around. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, exactly, because you know, um, growing, I mean, you. Nineties, you know, when you buy things, the first thing you do is you go home, you rip it open, you pop it into the Super NES, the Sega, or or whatever console it is. You just pop it in and you play because you don't want to miss out. Because next day in school, you want to talk about how far did you get with your friends, right? Right. Or or uh, you know, you just want to let everybody know you got it. So. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so you want to be that person and say, "Listen, I bought the game yesterday on release day. I got to level ten. We're you know, did you beat so-and-so? Like, you want to be the first one to announce it in school. Right, right. Uh, man, gosh, Nintendo games. I remember uh, Nintendo Power. They had, like, the, they had, like, dedicated gamers, oh, like, answering yeah. phone calls, you know, to, like, give you tips and tricks. Yeah. God. Yeah, I remember all that. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a big thing. And who would have thought, you know, pre- you know preserving uh, a sealed copy would be, you know, that big of a thing now? It's... Um, which which makes it much more desirable because who really keeps those sealed? No one. I mean, that's so. I, I like ten years ago, I I kept my Nintendo and all my games, the NES system, and I had a the Sega. Gosh, which one was it? The first, the first system too. I'd have to look it up. But anyways, Sega, um, I, the Sega, Sega Genesis, Sega CD. No, it was a uh, Neo Geo. No, nah, I'd have to look it up. But it, anyways, the, the no, no, I'll find, oh, it was Sega Master System. That's Sega Masters, yeah. So I had the, I kept my Sega Masters and Nintendo NES for oh. years. So And like maybe 10 years ago, I sold them on eBay for a decent amount of money because there was a, a lull there where the stuff was worthless. Yeah. And uh, and I remember selling it on eBay thinking, damn, I can't believe someone paid this much money. And all the games had my name written on them in permanent markers. I didn't think anybody would want them. Right. And and uh, now I, I'm afraid to even look on eBay what that stuff's going for. Oh, man, it's it's a, it's a ridiculous amount. It's wild right now with the market. Um, but, you know, I, I think if people are trying to get into, like, a hobby, I think video games right now, they've, uh, they've, they've reached a ceiling, you know? I mean, they've, right. they've, it's, it's up there. It's so hard to get into now. If you didn't get into it maybe two years ago, I wouldn't even bother getting into it now, but I think VHS has a lot of room to grow. It's the same right. concept. It's the same concept. You want to, I mean, um, you know, uh, back then with, with VHS, it would take roughly almost a year for for it to come out onto a tape, you know, right. um, from movie to tape. Um, but you know, but you also want to be that person to own it and say you watched it again. You know, I remember going to school as a kid, um, someone lending me ET. Okay, I was like five years old. I remember it. Uh, he let me ET, and he was like, "Listen, man, like, just you know." He brought it in, and he had, he had. I mean, everyone wants to be his friends. Everyone wants to borrow that cassette, right? You know. So um, now I think we're we're kind of going back. I mean, you know what? I I wouldn't be surprised if Pogs would uh would come back. 
Oh man, I wish they would. I got a huge bag of pogs that uh, <laughs> it was like six months ago. My dad was like, "You want any of this stuff?" And it was like a bunch of old comics. I had my Bo Jackson collection, which I remember them being mint. And then I looked at them recently, and they're all miscut like crazy, and the corners are all dented like they're not even worth sending the grading at all. But I guess with VHS, is there multiple companies doing the grading or? Um, as of now, there's only one, um, uh, from what I know, there's only one, um, and they're pretty backlogged. They're not even taking any submissions at the moment. So they're upgrading their, apparently their, uh, their staffing and their system and the pop reports and all that. So it's, it's relatively very new. Um, no one has really graded VHS. What are they yeah. grading? The what are they like? How are they doing their grading? Like, what's the scale? So, and what are they looking at? Do you know? So, so there's two scales. Um, there's 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 two grades. Um, there's the grading of the box itself. You know, the same typical with cards, the corners, the surface, um, and all that stuff. Um, and then they also grade how well that VHS is sealed. Hmm. Um, yeah. Is it torn? Is it slightly ripped? Wrinkles? How tight it is? Um, so there's two grades on the left and the right side. And in the middle, it's going to tell you, um, the, you know, the title of the movie and then first print, second print, third print. So it's pretty crazy because it's, it's, it's new to me too. Um, so I start looking into it. I'm like, why is there a first print, second print, third print? And you have to look at the fine print on the back of the VHS, not to see when the movie came out, but to see when that, VHS cover was designed. Right. So, you know, it could be the first ones are usually really hard to come by sealed. Really hard to come by. Um, I know there's a huge cult following for like horror flicks. I mean, those movies are, are I mean, the prices on those are astronomical. Um, there's such huge demand because if you think about it, in the 80s and 90s, Friday 13th, you know, um, Halloween, um, you know, Gremlins, all those movies, right, horror right, movies, gremlins. Yeah, <laughs> horror, horror movies are a big, big thing with VHS. Big, you know. Um, the cornier it is, the, the, the you know, the, the more it's to me. I think the more valuable it is. Right. Know? So I remember uh, somebody sent an eBay link to probably the worst remake of a cartoon video game I've ever seen was Super Mario Brothers. Um, the movie, the live movie. Yes. What I, so I didn't, I didn't follow that auction, but I remember it was at like $10,000 or something ridiculous. Right. I don't know. I, I have no clue why that movie, right. that movie went up so much in value. I, I it, it's, it's, it's a terrible movie. I would have been put it on, you know, um, I would have mentioned it. That's how bad it is. No, nah, if it was on Netflix, I wouldn't even watch it. There's nothing else. <laughs> there's nothing left to watch, you know. So that's. I was very. I was very perplexed, and so and where I, where I thought it was crazy, I think that's where you and Brandon were like, "Holy shit!" There's some legitimacy to these VHSs and getting them graded, right? So, so yeah. So with VHS, I mean, I mean, that's what really intrigued me. That's really that's really kind of like um, reeled me in. I'm like, what is going on? That, that Super Mario Brother movie, that really caught my attention. And that's when I took a deep dive um, into like researching. Why, why is this movie, you know, like 10 grand, five grand? Why is it so much? But, you know, um, is, it, is it because it's the first live Mario movie? And because the value of, of uh, like, like uh, Super Mario Brothers and Mario Brothers on, on you know, NES and Super NES, is that is any correlation? I can't tell you why I really can't, you know, but that's really what caught my attention. And from that moment on, I just took a deep dive into rabbit hole and just start researching about all these movies and, you know, um, uh, remakes and THX remastered and all that stuff. Um, Right. So there's a lot of variables that go into it, but it's, 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 you know, it's nostalgic. Um, and it brings back, you know, it just brings back all these memories I had watching it with my brother. You know, so um, to me, I think I think this is uh, same thing with Sports Illustrated. It's it's fairly new. Um, it's very it's on the low end, and uh, you know, there's no right now. There's no 
much the not much demand for it as compared to right. cards. So I think it's it's a really good thing to get into. No, I I agree. I think um, I, with all these things for me, it's it's not really about the money. Uh, you know, it's tough because I, I feel like at heart I'm a collector, right? But I want to get the things I really want. And, it does um, though. It does though. Yeah. So, you, so you can't lie to yourself. You know, like listen, right, right, as right. much as much as I love. Air Jordans, I love Air Jordan once, okay, but everything has a price. Okay? Yep, a hundred percent. So if I got a, a fresh pair of Air Jordan One breads and some guy offered me five grand, without a doubt, I'm selling it. I'm gonna take that five grand. I'll buy myself a pair for lower cost, and with extra money, I'll buy like comics or I'll buy like VHS. Yeah, no, that's true. That's what I was gonna say. Like as much as I like to consider myself a collector you you said it i mean everything's got a price i think um that's why i I tried to like downsize my collection to pieces that i want to maybe pass down to my kids kids or whoever it may be or put in a lockbox someday and forget about it and be like oh have this tom brady rookie card um and i just try to i mean i guess that's going to be with me with everything like right now my the comic book collection i have I, i don't plan on moving any of it yeah, I as agree. of right now, you know, as of right now. So, but the cards is, I don't, you know, we talked about it last episode. I just, I'm not bummed about cards. It's just kind of taking a backseat to everything else. Like I, I was just looking at my eBay and I'm always watching like whatever the maximum amount of things you can watch on your eBay. Mine's always maxed out until things end. Right. But like, I, I don't have hardly any cards on there right now. It's just um, comic books, now VHSs. Um, and then the Sports Illustrated stuff. But really, I, the grading thing is killing me with the cards. Like, I, I need to get these cards back so I can move them. But um, So, I think that's what it is, too. Uh, with PSA, BGS, and CGC, with them being so backlogged, people are just, you know, investing into other things that are tangible. And things right. that they get hold of right away. Things that, you know, that could, uh, that, um, that you could buy at the low end. And by the time they open up, um, card submissions again, you know, um, you could kind of just sell for more or buy for less kind of deal. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of variables to it. Um, it's just, it depends on how you want to play it. If you want to put more effort into cards, be my guess, you know, but to me, you know, with the way PSA and BGS and even CGC, they're so backlog, it just kind of like, you know, I'm just pumping my brakes. I'm like, you know what? I got, I gotta take a break from it. I just, I just want to get back into collecting comics again, VHS tickets, you know, so um, stuff like that. Cards to me, I still want to get into it, but with the way right. the market's going, and there's no more retail with Target and Walmart coming to a complete standstill, um, that's just, I just lose interest. Yeah, you know, it's it's um it's funny because. It's literally turning into sneakers all over again, right? Yeah, and yeah. I know right. the I know the uh, the the true diehard card collectors are going to blame the sneaker heads for whatever reason. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's like watching it being on both sides of that, being on both sides of it as a sneaker collector, and I still am. Um, and the cards and all this other stuff, like it's straight up like sneaker culture, like yeah people waiting in lines for retail which is crazy and then now it's gone and then now you know what's going to happen is all these guys with bots are going to buy up all the retail so you know and it's those people that put the work in right they're going to get everything i mean america baby (laughs) (laughs) it's been happening man i mean like it's crazy because you know um yeah i I have all these like sneaker friends and out out of the blue they're 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 dming like bro, is this car worth anything? Like, what do you think of this? Like, where do you sell your stuff? Asking all these questions. And then when I have all these sneakerheads messaging me, I'm like, dude, like this is going in a direction that I don't want to be in. Right, right. And it's um, it's interesting too, because even with sneakers, and I think you touched on it with like where the money's moving, right? So I think people or adults or young adults that have discretionary income, are looking at it now like what are the things that i wanted as a kid that i couldn't have that i can spend money on i think a lot of it um and people agree or disagree with me is you know during the pandemic and there wasn't sports 
a lot of people gamble on sports. Like, I, I don't gamble on sports unless it's like fantasy football during fantasy right. football season, right, with my buddies. Right. But but there's a lot of adults out there that spend a lot of money gambling on sports, and they needed something else to put their money into. Um, and it's like we all just – all these people just got bundled up into one group of people looking for things that they wanted to spend their money on. Well, well, well guess what? I mean, that logic also applies to comics. Yep. You know, so, um, you know, with, 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 with cards, people prospect on all these, like, you know, uh, on, on these – these uh these both these Bowman cards uh the, you know the AAA double A and all that um and then you go into you go into like comics people are are, are speculating on oh he's gonna make his first appearance on an MCU or like with uh with WandaVision like uh Mephisto. I mean people were talking about him the entire season and he didn't appear once right not his name wasn't even mentioned. That's a, you know, and I got swept up in the WandaVision stuff, too, um, because I bought two of the Omega Red first appearances because that was a rumor. Uh Was was it WandaVision or was it uh, Falcon? Maybe it was Uh, Falcon. It was probably Falcon. I don't think it was Falcon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Falcon Winter Soldier. That was the rumor was uh, Omega Red was going to make an appearance. And he never (laughs) did. And, I you know, and I fell right into the um, pump and dump. If no. you want to call it that, <laughs> no, you, no, no. You know what though? I mean, if you look at all the um, uncanny X Men with all the first appearances, they've all gone up in value. So those are still great buys because people right. are speculating on everything. I kid you not, everything. Well, and that Marvel universe is supposed to be ginormous, so there's oh, going to be a lot, a lot more speculation going on. I mean, I mean, listen, you have six movies, I think six, dropping this year. Just to name a few, um, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, um, Venom, Eternals, and you have like Spider-Man. Okay? I'm, I'm pumped about them all, but I, I've been waiting, I feel like, forever for that Venom. Yeah. Is it yeah. Welcome to Carnage, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, you have, and I think uh, Suicide Squad. That's the other movie coming out, too. Um, but you have all these movies coming out, and then you have Disney with all their series, with Star Wars, um, and, like, all the, like, the WandaVision shows, or, like, you know, um, uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, but, you know, you got to take a step back and look at the bigger picture. There's a lot more coming. Right? You have Fantastic Four. I mean, yes, they came out with two two movies, but they were crap. They were terrible. They were god awful. They were, um, they, were be- they were before everything got really good, right? As far as CGI and <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and the whole Marvel takeover. I I, I think, um, and it's funny. I've, I I think this way, but like, I was always a huge Fantastic Four fan with Silver Surfer. Um, and there's so many first appearances and things that happened with Fantastic Four, and they've just been lacking as far as putting movies or tying those stories together. Um, but hopefully they'll be on the way. I uh, I do hope the same. Um, I think what really would tie, would really make Fantastic Four a great movie is if they introduced Doctor Doom first. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, I think... You know, I, I'm not sure about you. Like, I listen. I love Tony Stark's. I love Thor. I love Hulk. I love all that. But I love the villains. You know, uh, Galactus, uh, Doctor Doom. I, I, you know, I, I, you know, even uh, Thanos. I love evil characters because they have a plan. They're they're motivated to do something. Right. You know, and I. Just I mean, they're it. driving the story. You know. Exactly. So I, I, I just love villains. And I think if they introduce Doctor Doom first, uh, with the background and how he'll how he'll get into the you know the, the uh, universe and all that, I think it would really bring in Fantastic Four. Like it would really tie it in very well, you know. But um, you know, like I said, you have you have you have all these six movies coming this year, and you got more coming up. You have Deadpool, okay? You have Guardian Galaxy. You still got Doctor Strange. You have Thor. And you have, um, and I think. They're coming out with Blade. Really? Yes, Blade. I'm Is it sure going to be Wesley Snipes? If it's not Wesley Snipes, I don't want to watch it. 
I'm not sure, but I do hope he returns back as Blade. All right, and then, and then now with, um, you know, just a newer generation of of characters. Now they bring in a lot of like female characters. Yeah, you know? you've seen it in the last uh, uh, Marvel movie with uh, Endgame. Right. You know, that scene with all the girls together as as one. Um, you know, you you'll have like She Hawk, you'll have Ironheart, who is like uh, I think her name's Riri Williams, um, Gwen Stacy, and you know, Thor may step down and Jane Foster may be the next Thor. Who knows? Wow. Yeah. There's there's a what, lot going uh, on. Yeah, there is. I, what you said Black Widow, right? Black Widow, yep. I so when you said Black Widow, I instantly thought of have you seen the family guy scene where they're like mocking her? No, I haven't they're like, seen what, it. what's it? They're like, um, so it's basically like Iron Man, Hulk, and I forget who else, but it's like Peter Griffin is one of them. And he's like, he's like, so what's your special power? You do kicks. And he's like, does anybody here not do kicks? That's <laughs> like, <laughs> pretty funny. You got to look it up after this. But um, I guess yeah, the crazy part with the comic books, and it's, I don't think it's too late at all to get in on the comic book it's thing not, if you really want to. The price, though, like, if you look from eight months ago to now, it'll make you sick. But it has been that steady growth, right? So there hasn't really been the drama with cards that you see pretty regularly, like almost like a weekly basis with this pump and dump where I don't know who it is. I don't know who it is out there, what form or group chat they're in that's Brandon, deciding Brandon, Brandon. Yeah, deciding which, which week it is to... <laughs> Pump, pump and dump these cards, but it happens a lot. I think, um, oh, you know what I wanted to ask you was with comic books, I thought it was interesting that, you know, in the in the card collecting world, it's frowned upon to um, not clean the cards, like surface area with like a micro cloth, but if you used like um, substance to clean the cards or you're trimming cards, you know, it's extremely frowned upon, but with comic oh, books, uh-huh. it's, they do uh, it's pressing, right? So they comic it's pressing. Like, yeah. right. And that's like a universal thing that people do. And it, as a matter of fact, you can ask CGC to do it for you before they grade. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, pressing, it's not frowned upon, but in card, if you alter a card in any way, that's frowned upon, which big you know, time, big time. Because centering is a huge thing in the card world, you know, and who doesn't want a perfect 10? Yeah, exactly. You know? I, I think it's interesting with the trimming. So I, I've graded with a few different co- uh, companies. I say companies, but I, with a few different graders, like the bulk graders, um, I've used Sports Card Mafia, KK, KK Sports Cards. Um, let me finish that, his whole name. Uh who else? Harvbo cards. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I don't want to leave anybody out. But anyways, you know, uh, just different. Brandon, right? We, we used Brandon for all our BGS subs there for a while. Yeah. Um, but so in one of the subs I was in, I'm not going to say which, which company, but I was looking up the number, um, of what sub number it was, and then the grade back. And like, it was like 100 cards. I only had maybe 10 cards in that sub, but like I noticed like 70% of the cards in that sub were from PSA got sent back as trimmed. Holy um, crap. And it was, it was easy for me to figure out who else was in that sub. So I, 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 you know, I won't say any names, but they, I think they know that I know that they're trimming cards and selling cards that I, you know, and I don't do business with those folks at all. And it kind of, it's kind of shitty because I think especially now, with all this digital technology and like, I think HGA says that they do something with uh, like digitally scanning the cards as far as looking for imperfections, centering and things like that. I think, I think some people, if they have a BGS nine five with nine centering and they try to send it to PSA, I think in the near future, they're going to find out that that card was trimmed and worthless essentially moving forward. Right. Yeah. Um, I think I also came across with something along the lines of, uh, I think they will know if it's been, if the card's been slabbed already and cracked and resub, like resubbed again. Um, I think there was a way to find out. I, I, I'm not sure, um, but I, I read briefly about it. Um, so PSA, BGS, I think they're stepping up and they're trying to get rid of that stuff. I mean, now let me ask you this. Um, when you send in your cards in and get it graded and it comes back, it says trimmed. Does that stain 
the name of that person who submits it in? Like, are they banned yeah. from PSA? Are they banned from BGS? I don't. I don't think so. Only because those people are they're bulk graders, so they're doing thousands of cards at a time. And I think, you know, PSA knows that they're bulk graders, and they they're not necessarily doing the trimming themselves. Um, so it'd be hard to kind of pin it on them. I mean, if they did take a hard stance on that, it would get rid of a lot of the bulk suburbs, I think, because yeah. I'm sure, you know, when you're talking about thousands of dollars for cards, people will do anything to make sure that they at least get a nine, right, through BGS okay. or, a, or a 10 from PSA. And it's kind of crazy to think about. Um, I, I, mean, I know any of my high-dollar cards, if, if I tried to cross them over to PSA and they came back trimmed, like – It'd be and I, and I know where I got the card from, and I know the person that did it. It'd be hard not to be really upset and uh, want to do something about it. So absolutely, I mean, you know, I mean, uh, I think this, I think that's what you need in this community. I mean, people who just got to stand up and speak up. You know, I mean, yeah. if something bad happens, like listen, you gotta call them out on it. Like you can't let them get away. Yeah, and, uh, and it's pretty prevalent in the card community. I mean, you see it all the time, like. Uh, Sometimes it's petty, and I wish people wouldn't call people out for the pettiness. Yeah. But the the big stuff, people do get called out quite a bit. Um, but yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting, and I I haven't been to any card shows since it's the uh, the whole COVID coronavirus thing happened. Um, but I'd like I, to get out there and and, yeah, and meet some people and see some people and. Yeah, same. Um, but yeah, I mean, with trimming and and pressing, it, it's uh, it's two different things. I mean, pressing uh, when you press a comic book, um, you hope that you can bump the grade up. Um, say you had it a uh, you had it graded at nine zero, you crack it open and you press it. You hope you get you know a, a near mint, near mint plus nine four, nine six, a nine eight. You know, um, but pressing doesn't get rid of everything. You know, pressing just gets rid of the wrinkles, um, the uh, the spine rolls. You know, um, some of the pages are kind of like uh, not 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 in line with the book itself. Um, right. It, you know, you know if it breaks color, if there's like a uh, a fold in a page, you can't get rid of that because it's very folded and there's a color break. Uh, hmm. But you know, um, there's there's certain things that pressing could could really really like do wonders. But, and then there's so, some things that you can't. Do, if you get a book pressed, do, it doesn't say on the slab though, right? Like CGC no. doesn't do, like no. say like this one's pressed, this one's not pressed. It won't, but it'll if you if you do alter it in some ways, like say it say you colored in like Spider-Man's like red suit, you color in like a bit of red or a bit of black, a bit of blue, it's gonna say it's been restored and it's gonna give you like a different uh, it's a different color slab. It's green, right? I think, or yeah. is it, or the, or um, purple? I don't remember which one. I think purple's the restored, restored. I yeah, um, but and yeah, green might be altered. Yeah, but, but pressing is not frowned upon. The only people that really frown frown upon pressing are the OGs, the ones been collecting like since I don't know sixties and seventies, and they believe in keeping the comic the way it is. But I'm like, you right. know, you, you you want you want the nine, you want value in your book, you want to preserve it, and and its best form. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. All these uh, unwritten rules of all these purists, and it's nuts, man. I don't. Uh, it's because like, even if you looked at the value of the books, right between the the green and the purple labels, they they don't get um, they still get graded. So you could have a purple or a green label that's a six, a nine, whatever it may be, and they literally sell for a quarter or a third of what a non-restored yeah it's crazy yeah. yeah there's no demand for it because it's not attractive they want that clean blue label you know that's that's what they want they want just the first appearance who the artist story is and the title they don't want anything else on it on the slab right and that and that's when i first started buying the slab comic books because that you know i always collected comics books books but not graded ones necessarily um I remember asking you or Brandon, like, hey, there's this one, but it's got a purple label. What's that all about? And then Avoid. you guys, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was do not buy it. And then I had to do a deep dive on CGC's website to figure out what all these different colors were because a yellow one is a signed book, right? Right. Um, so 
but yeah, it's interesting how you just gain all this knowledge and all these things. Um, yeah, I, I, I um, just just like everything else. I mean, uh, if you really enjoy it, you would put some work into it. I mean, I, I have a full time job and I have two kids, so it's not easy. The only time I get to do anything is the overnights. So once my kids go to bed, my wife goes to sleep, I get the entire house to myself. I could do I could do my research. I could sell my cards. I could sell some of my comics. Um, you know, um, and that's the only time I have where I could take a deep dive and just research on everything and, um, and just buy the things that I like and things that I think that will have tremendous amount of growth, you know, like I said, with tickets and VHS, especially tickets. Tickets are such a, such a hot item, such a hot item. Um, and, and, and it's, it's, it's just more than just the ticket itself, like, um, Kobe's last game. Kobe's debut, um, LeBron's first game, or I think the most undervalued ticket that I think is Brady's debut. You know, which one? Um, which game was that? Was it a? So I guess that's an interesting thing. Is it a preseason game or is it a regular season debut? So that's you know that's that's where the confusion comes in play. Um, a lot of folks are buying LeBron James. Um, his, his, his debut game, which was uh, apparently, according to eBay prices, um, Detroit Pistons. But that was a preseason game, you know? Um, it's A preseason game doesn't mean anything. Wasn't his first game against the Sacramento Kings? Exactly. Against the Kings. That's, that's right. his first pro debut. His first appearance on the court in the NBA, yes, the Pistons, but... You know, it's the Pistons, like I said. Preseason doesn't mean anything. No. I, I mean, that would be like someone trying to sell a preseason, I guess, Brady ticket, right? I mean, I'm, I imagine it's going to be worth money because it's Brady. But to me, as a sports enthusiast, a game that doesn't count doesn't count. So Exactly. So, um, so a lot of folks, a lot of scammers out there um, are throwing out the word debut like no tomorrow. I mean, you have a lot of knowledgeable folks on Instagram like um, Ryan Patrick, you know, um, the, the Prime Collection. Great mm-hmm. guy, very knowledgeable. Um, he collects everything. He has so much sports memorabilia. He has lots of cards. And, you know, um, I, I, I take time out and I, you know, when he, when he does the Instagram live, like I join it and I listen to it because he has so much to offer. And, you know, one thing he says a lot, and it says, buy what you like, don't follow the trend, you know? And if you follow the trend, you're going to, you're going to fail because it's going to crash. Right. It's just, it's just a huge pump, a huge pump, you know? Um, and when you buy things that you like and you hold on to it, you're going to see it grow. Yep. You know? Yes. Um, and that's, so yeah. tonight I, after I ate dinner, I, I got a workout in and I went for a run. And when I was on my run, I was thinking about that too. Like I just, I, I buy what I like um, with, but then I, I buy and trade with a goal in mind. But as far as the trends go, it's, it's so hard to pinpoint those things. And then it's not sometimes like with certain right. cards um, throughout the season, you'll see the up and down the, and, and it's really easy to know when the card's up because people don't budge on the price um, right. and they don't want to hear a low end offer or um, what it was a week ago. It's like, no, this is the price at that now. This is the value and this is what I want. Um, and I, I'm not, you know, the bartering system with people on IG is, is tough. Some people are willing to move a couple dollars and make a sale. And then some people are not willing to move off of whatever that last comp is, no matter right. what. Right. I'm like some, I'm somewhere in between. If I want to move something and you have something I want, I'm, I'm willing to move that right. dollar amount. You That's going to motivate you to move it. Right. Yeah. A hundred percent. Absolutely. But you know, um, you know, it's just, I, I, I really think you just got to do your homework. Don't follow everything that Brandon posts up. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, just, just, you know, buy what you like and, you know, um, and I think you will succeed, you know, that's, right, that's, right. That, 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 that's my mentality. Um, uh, put in, put in your work, put in the homework, you know, I'll, there are a lot of people who are upset about buying wrong tickets because it wasn't his real debut or like, oh, that, that event didn't happen on that date because, uh, Google, you know, messed up the dates or, 
you know, you can't just rely on Google. You really have to like really dive in, like watch Inside NBA with Amar Rashad. You know, like you have to watch right, these highlight right, reels right. and connect. You the dots. definitely can't. You can't rely on PSA either on what they put on the labels. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So, um, I bought the Shrug Game um, ticket, and apparently, there's two versions. There's like the one where it's labeled as Shrug, and then the little one that says uh, like 35 points in the first half. So, which right. one is it? You know, um, they have made made mistakes before, um, so you can't solely rely on PSA. You really can't, um, especially when they never created a cart and created that specific ticket um, alone. So, you know, you, you really got to do your own homework and just kind of just dive in and just take the risk, take the chance and buy what you think will grow and just buy what you like. Right. No, I, I agree with you 100 percent. I think um, with a lot of people like with you, with with Brandon, other guests that will be coming on, it's if you're a a small collector or you're a younger person, um, you can definitely work your way up just by doing what you're saying is do your research, buy what you like. And then I think it's a little easier if you focus on what you like with that research and grow whatever it is you're trying to do from there. Because at the end of the day, everybody starts somewhere. And the biggest thing that people don't see is that, you know, it, it takes money to make money. So yeah. Really you know, does. we talked, we talked about Brandon a lot, but he, he definitely puts his money where his mouth is and there's big plays. And if you want to know about big plays, you could just look on his Instagram at some of the ginormous plays he's made and he's done very well. So no, he has, um, he has, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give him, I'll give him credit for that. You know, uh, he's, he's made a lot of major plays. Um, and, uh, and listen, he's very knowledgeable every time he you know we, we get on the phone we talk he's always offering advice he's telling me what's going on what's trending what's not and what he thinks and you know i'll give him my two cents and we'll try to like kind of collectively come in the middle and say listen you know what let's 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 give it a try like like with this vhs right you know right same, yeah 100 same thing with the tickets you know I think tickets are still low, but, you know, a lot of these big name guys like LeBron and Brady and all that, I mean, Le Le LeBron specifically, um, it, it, they're so overpriced right now. It's, it's, it's scary just seeing it, you know, but I think buying certain people like Brady, like you guys are buying Brady, uh, Brady's rookie card or Brady's oh, uh, man. college Brady is Brady to me is so undervalued com so in comparison undervalued. to, to the other folks, but let's not forget, um, on this episode, you gave literally the biggest advice on the what's coming next, and that's Pogs. So if, if people are listening <laughs> and they don't they don't start researching Pogs and and what the uh, the real Pogs are and what's fake and third party, then they're missing out. Because I, I I'm not even joking. Like I've already done research on Pogs only because my dad gave me all that old stuff and I wanted to know what was in there. So um, you'd be surprised. I, you know what, it, listen, Pogs can make a huge comeback, just like Tamagotchi. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Who really knows? You never know. So, I, you know, we've been talking for about an hour. Um, I don't always have to drive the bus with these conversations. Is there is there anything you wanted to come on and talk about today or go over that maybe we haven't hit on? No, I mean, uh, it seems like we cover a lot of topics. Um, uh, you know, I think, I think, I think, Right now, it's a really hot, hot market for, you know, a lot of 80s and 90s collectibles, um, a lot of VHS, a lot of tickets, comic books. I mean, comic books are still, you know, on the low end and um, certain comic books, you know, um, but, you know, you just got to do your research. And a, a show that was mentioned earlier this week was uh, Midnight, Midnight Suns, Ghost Rider. Mm -hmm. Okay. I bought that book. Um, knowing that Moon Knight was coming out, and I'm like, oh shit, you know, they may tie in Moon Knight and Ghost Rider and a few other characters together. So let me let me buy this slab. It was a nine eight. I got it for like I think seventy five bucks. Wow. All right. And now the show may come out. Like there's a lot of rumor floating around that you know they're they're working something along those lines with with Midnight Suns. So. You know, like I said, you just got to do your homework, and, and, and I think uh, just buy what you like, you know, and go with your gut feeling. That's what Brandon told me. Just go with your gut, you know, and that's what I did. I 
just like last last episode, I wash my hands of, of cards and I just move on to another thing and comics yep. and tickets and all the other things. Right. So, uh, right. Yeah. So I, I, I think, uh, I think there's still a lot of room to grow in, 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 uh, in these hobbies. Man, um, real quick, the uh, Wizards are beating the Celtics by two at halftime right now. What weren't the Celtics like a top three team in the East at one point? Yeah, absolutely, they were a top three. It was and they they're, they were a big team on the East. Um, but it doesn't matter. I, I, you know me, I hate the Celtics. I hate. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I hate them. I, and, and you know what? I'm not a Yankee fan. I'm Mets, Knicks, Jets fan. But it's just the Celtics. They just pull Pierce. Disgusting. Uh, yeah, I he's, agree with you there. He's a bum. He's a yeah, bum. One hundred percent. What? Uh, but if they lose tonight, are they bounced then? Uh, I'm not so, like, sure. I, I saw. I saw the Hornets got their ass beat earlier, and I think they're done. So I wonder if. I yeah, I don't understand this whole. Uh, Play in thing. I, I kind of agree with LeBron. Whoever thought of it should be fired. So, <laughs> I just don't I'm, understand. I'm going to be 100% real with you. I haven't watched a full NBA game this season. Really? I, I, I've watched the highlights here and there, but I, there's no appeal to me. I don't know. There's yeah. no appeal. None whatsoever. I mean, what the hottest rookie is LaMelo Ball, and he was out for like a month. You know, I think um, longer than that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's just no appeal to me. I, I just have no desire to watch it. You know, aside I mean, from watching the, it, Knicks are in fourth place. I know, and my Knicks with Julius Randle. Let's go. So, yeah, no, that's 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 a big thing. But um, yeah, man, I mean, it's uh, it's it's a big big hobby world. I think everyone should collectively come together like we do, and we do our little FaceTime and group chats, you know, once a week or so. Um, you know, I it's you don't just make money off of it or you know collect these things. You make a lot of you meet a lot of good people and you make good friends. Right. Right. I agree. It's uh, and that's probably the best thing about the hobby is that I look forward to meeting with people that I've been talking to in IG for the last two years. Um, besides just you guys and uh, doing some trades in person and and uh, putting all this craziness, the last, this sci-fi movie we've been living in the last two years behind us and, uh, and just moving forward. And, uh, and with the podcast, I just hope we keep having good conversations with people. And and even though you're on today, like if you want to jump on another episode, if I'm interviewing somebody else, I welcome it. Um, And that's for anybody, but I a hundred percent appreciate you coming on today and just, just talking with me about stuff and, and going over stuff. And you actually, you know, if people are listening. You gave some really good insight and a lot of great information about plays that are happening now, plays in the future, and just what you can do to um, make those plays for yourself. If you just do a little bit of research. So I appreciate it, Bobby. Thank you. Yeah, no, uh, but, but uh, you know, I just want to thank you for having me on. And I, it's like I said, it's a tough act to follow after episode one. I mean, it's, uh, but uh, you know, thank you for having me on. But before I go, you know, um, Star Wars, you have to keep an eye on those, okay? Keep keep your eyes open, all right? Because Star Wars, comics, the books, all them stuff are going up, all right? Yeah, um, that's after good Mandal- advice. Yeah, after, after Mandalorian, there was a big, big buy. After that, it died down significantly. It died down. It just plateaued. And now that, you know, we're, we're coming in, you know, uh, what was it, the uh, second quarter of the year? We're already past second quarter. Um, you know, the a lot of these Star Wars, Disney movies, um, series, especially series, The Book of Boba, uh, Obi-Wan, and now they're talking about uh, Raven. So those books are shooting back up. So keep your eyes out on, on Star Wars. You know, don't 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 sleep on them. Right. Star, Star Wars is always going to be huge. And uh, yeah, that's another great tidbit. So, yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, th- thanks for having me on. And it's been a. It's great. Um, I, I hope it was informative. Um, that's that's what I like to do. I like to, you know, people teach me things. And I like to, you know, also broadcast it out there. Right. Yep. And that's what it's all about. Well, I appreciate it. Um, I'll uh, I'll probably give you a call right after this. So. All right. Sounds good, man. Thanks, Thanks man. for having me on. All right. Yep. Take care.
Thanks for listening to the Breaking Wax podcast. Please, if you enjoyed it, share it. Um, send the link out. Put it on your story. I welcome all feedback and comments. Send me a message. Let me know what you're thinking about, what you want to talk about. And if you want to be a guest on the show, I answer all my DMs. I think it's weird when people don't. That's another story for another day. Again, thank you for listening. I appreciate the support and all the love. Peace.